Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Six Feet Under, bringing you another great Let's Play the 13th Age session. This is session 73, so uh, we're going prime numbers this time. Who would have predicted? Anyhow, anyone who can count up. Oh, hush you. Last time, we met uh, the latest in our series of cool moms, Coloratura Kanto. And uh, she joined, well, rather the party joined her in her chosen profession of archaeology and discovered some old, hidden, forgotten, perhaps intentionally hidden truths of the nature of, of the old uh, forms of elvish magic. Uh, that discovery also cured Bella's uh, spell sickness and revealed that her curse is more akin to a gift lost for ages upon ages, and now brought back. Uh, with uh, Coloratura's career being made more than once over, just with the weight of data collected, uh, she's decided to treat herself to a vacation and meet her kids' new uh, traveling friends, and we joined them in battle van uh, headed back to Equinox for a, a debrief before their next key-seeking expedition. So, uh, there's pleasant snowfall. Uh, we're approaching midwinter and you are... Well, are you trying to brave the, the stormy seas or taking the slightly longer route uh, staying in from the coast a bit? Probably not braving the stormy seas, because why bother? I was gonna say the opposite, so that's one vote for each. <laughs> well, I think it was the Manny's turn to fly. So you we'll go over the stormy seas. You can't separate. You can't count each of yourself individually <laughs> when you're so saying it's your we turn to every fly. Vote. God. <laughs> Democracy is bullshit. Democracy every once in a while, there's a ridiculously close vote within the many, and then everyone else finally counts. Uh, so, yes. Flying over the stormy seas, you are radioing back, uh, taking the shortcut. You do have a bit of an eye of the storm as uh, Thrump is, is learning to uh, focus the energies of the pearl of the ocean to keep you... I'll believe it. Uh, I see it safer from the, the worst of the turbulence. And instead of the eternal uh, storm that is racking uh, the, the Midland Sea from, from shore to shore, you're instead getting rather stiff winds and turbulence. It's difficult, but for a seasoned battle fan hands such as yourself, uh, it, it's no great trouble. It's like, oh yeah, big challenge. You get to fight some wind. <laughs> yeah, we just got back from finding a city. Look out, here comes a breeze. Come on. <laughs> how did I get here? Yeah, how did I'll okay. tell you how I got here. I'm, yeah. I'll tell, tell you how I got here. Um, this weird, creepy purple door just kind of... None of you really... You looked over at it on the battle van wall, and you couldn't really say whether it had been there or not for a long time. And then at some point during the journey, Nav just kind of stepped out of it. Ah, and then and then took the door off the wall and put it on like a cloak. And you notice that it has some of the same trappings, glowing purple lights, all that bullcrap that Necropolitan 13 has. So maybe it's related. Um, this is a teleportation device powered by Necropolitan 13. So now I can just, uh, you know, just come to the battle van whenever. 
Hey, everybody. What can't that thing do? Well, that makes that sense. way, if we leave something in the van by accident, you can I, get it. Yeah, I can get it. Or I can tell you to get it yourself. And then I can get here ahead of you and hide it somewhere even more obscure in the battle oh, van. That's super rude, though. Come on. Hide it in the cargo hold. It's okay, we can ask Martha. Slash bow. Yes, you can always ask me. Thanks, Martha. Thanks, Martha. Martha's the, the, the AI. I know Martha. Martha and I go way back. They, they've they met. Are we there yet? Yeah, uh, you see um, below you the, the, clear, the forest clearing, the familiar layout of your home away from home, and for some of you it's just straight up home, Equinox Manor. Uh, it is back at home. It is. and the surrounding town. Uh, the town's gotten even larger. There's always uh, new construction uh, going on in Equinox. Uh, but it's covered not only in a uh, blanket of shimmering silvery frost, uh, as snow tends to create here in the reaches of the Queen's Wood, uh, but also traditional uh, decorations of the uh, Elvish Midwinter Festival. In fact, uh, just about all the creatures, uh, uh, that is to say cultures, excuse me, of the Empire, of the whole setting, celebrate some sort of midwinter observance. So uh, it, it's a familiar sight, what with cultural exchange. It, it's a very uh, uh, cosmopolitan age and all. Ooh. My favorite part of this holiday is the game White Dragon. What's that? That's that's of course the game where um, you everybody buys gifts for each other, but if you buy the same gift for, as somebody else bought for somebody in particular, but yours is more expensive, then you get credit for giving them both your gift and everybody who got them the same thing but inferior. Mm-hmm. And the person who gets the worst gift is fed to a white dragon. Yeah. Which makes the game easier and easier every year. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the time everyone involved is disqualified. I don't. I, I always win. I'm not sure that game is uh, appropriate for our. Yeah, we don't he even have white dragons. Well, we do, but they're not here right now. Oh wait, I that's, mean, that guy's a silver dragon. Never mind. Nick at White is is kind of an on again, off again friend. He hasn't shown up in a while. I doubt. I doubt he would eat one of you, even if I asked. I, he probably would. We did, try, we did try to kill him at some point. You did? What's wrong with you? Scarlet. Well, that was yeah, Scarlet. We friends with Jeez, them. Scarlet. Landing yeah. sequence engaged. Ah, uh, yeah. Is our, is our usual landing strip ready for us? Yeah, it, it's been plowed, it's been cleared. Slimey's um, lying in the middle of it. <laughs> The, the ramp that, just that feeds and snakes right into uh, the garage, one of Tran's primary workspaces, uh, it accepts you. You, you like, make a perfect landing. The door opens. The wall, like, rises up out of the side. You and and again, yes, it's very Thunderbird 2. And we crash into the wall next to where the wall opened up. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Well, it looks like we crashed, but actually so? it's just designed to like fall inwards there. That's where we're actually supposed to enter, and the other one is full of traps, and that's where uh, the 
bad guys try to enter to head us off at the pass. But... <laughs> the bad guys that thoughtfully park their van inside the garage. That's right. So, Look, this is It's nice. Let me see. Oh, I just want to stretch my legs. I mean, the, the cargo hold is nice. But no, I, no. I need a walk. Elves my age, you know. Let's tour the manor. That's a weird way to say that. That was actually that was actually me playing the sound pack I made on Martha. <laughs> That's not a very good one. <laughs> Martha, you can't come with us. <laughs> Martha, stay outside. Yes, ma'am. Does Martha hate us? <laughs> That's a question that is often asked of Martha. I don't think that Martha hates us, but uh, Martha yeah. has an attitude uh, issue. I might have intentionally programmed Martha to hate us. <laughs> Why would you do that? I don't know. Just it would be. Don't you think it's weird if if Martha would just automatically like us? I mean, I, you're saying I, you think it'd make more sense if we had to like take the time to befriend Martha? Yeah. In order to form a strong bond with our nephew. I mean, I would want our navigational system to at least consider our well-being. You can't trust people who like you right off the bat, you know. Those are some pretty pretty flaky yeah. people. Oh, good agrees with me. I must be wrong. As we walk past... <laughs> as we, I'm whoa. on the wrong path. As we walk past the various paintings and statues of uh, the icons that we just coincidentally have around the place, I suddenly remember to just, you know, meditate on what my relationship with those uh, particular 13 persons might be. Is it to take their artwork down and put up ones of you? Yes, this is... I'm, j I'm just going to go ahead and roll icon relationships. Yeah, good, good call. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Algernon is there to meet you at the door because I rolled a die and he came up. Uh, the Alger die says that Algernon is there. Hey, hey, hey just hey. in time. Hey, six, six, six. We've got what? presents. We've got uh, some really interesting drinks. Most of them are heated on the stove. Who knew? Uh, I I just try, time to me. I'll try any of them except anyone that Slamby also agreed to try. Or anything Slamby has touched. Ever. Uh, yeah, he. that's going to be pretty much all of them, unless we keep an eye out on a new batch, which would be cool. Okay, come on in. Hey, hey, all right. Uh, one, two, three. You are new, he says to the many, and so are you, ma'am. Uh, anyway, uh, we got guest rooms coming out our ears, uh, I suppose. No, you don't, Algernon. Has anyone fine. taken down my tent? It's, it's no, it's, it's winter. Damp. The the tent <laughs> is equally gilded in in silvery elven frost. This, well, okay, that's good. I, was, I thought you were going to say real silver for a moment, and then I was <laughs> I wasn't okay with that at all. <laughs> Marvin does not agree to but this silver ornamentation. Silver is so festive. It's, you know, I don't want any decadence on my tent. It's, I just want it to be a normal, straightforward tent that you can, you know, trust in. A tent you I, can trust in. I think Manuel might have been keeping some tools in there. You'd have to ask him. Anyway, come on in. What's the plan? What do we owe the pleasure? Welcome home. 
Algernon is getting really into the spirit of the season, I have to say. <laughs> is he wearing like three oh. pairs of festive antlers? Which are, of course, tribute to the snow antler, snow antlered god that we pray does not eat us each winter. Yeah, yeah also our best. in tribute to the six antler beast of of the north. Yes. Okay, man, this holiday. Which he probably uh, killed of the time when the red devil was an icon. <laughs> and delivered all, gifts every. They're also day. hard to tell from the actual antlers on his head. I'm, start, mm-hmm. I'm starting to wonder about this holiday season. Uh, I like to think that Algernon spends most of the year as in his gruff, like, I'm a tough bounty hunter guy, but he's acts secretly, like... He has a he has a calendar counting down to whatever this holiday is holiday called. Holiday times? Yes. It's obviously a celebration of the death of the Red Devil, an icon from the Seventh Age. Sure. They delivered warmth every Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I know. So they obviously Down. want to kill. Okay, got it. What's Christmas? Fire. Christmas is fire. Mm. Also, uh, most likely Algernon is going to be preparing the feast because I also had the idea that he is probably secretly the best cook in the, in the house. <laughs> I like this. I like this. Oh, not anymore fire. now that I'm here, buddy. Who's that Roth guy? Hmm. You mean Pedraic? Roth. Yes, Master no, Gelato. No, no. <laughs> not, not, not. No, no, no. Roth. That guy with oh, the monkey. Oh, I fucking... thought you said Rock. And I was the like, guy with no. the monkey. Hey, where's the where's the guy with the diary? Pedraic. The the mm, yes, that is Benna Tess of our patients. Speaking of tests. Yeah. <laughs> is it time for the physical challenge? You, you can't see hey, it, but I'm wringing my hands menacing. I'm going to go out the back with, and summon a bunch of skeletons, and we're going to set up the, the physical challenge. Okay, roll, uh, roll. I'll, I hand Nav uh, you know, the, the sheet of paper where I wrote down the, the description of the physical challenge. Say a sheet of paper. You hand me an encyclopedia of <laughs> Is that all for one physical challenge? or I, for yes. all? I put on a construction helmet, which I have prepared since, you know, Necropolitan 13 okay. took a while to build. Here we go. I'll be out and back. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, so where where is Hedraic, uh opens... Uh, he, he loosens a sash, and you can see that there are many, many bells tied around it. And he mm-hmm. plucks one off, on which is engraved the name of Roth, and rings it. And uh, just like pulled by invisible hands comes a, a very sheepish, limp uh, young man who does not want to be summoned. <laughs> oh, is this what is, is this a new uh, uh, system for Drake? Yes, we set some of the old ghosts to work. It's been quite efficient. Oh, fascinating. So. I believe you wish to speak to Roth here, Master Gelato. So, Roth, how's it going? It's it's good. Thank you for the permission for my pet to stay here. That was very kind of all of you. About that, um, maybe you didn't get the memo because I sent a memo. Scarlet, I sent a memo, right? You were there. You absolutely sent the memo. I'm not in the memo uh, acceptance department. Oh, I sent it directly to you. 
wish to speak to the mail room? Ross. He can't have that aid. And furthermore, by not listening to me about not having that aid. I had no idea, sir. Sir? Don't don't call me, sir. But I I have good news, which is that you get to participate in the physical challenge. Uh, okay. Participation is mandatory. I could have guessed. Yeah, okay. There is no escaping the physical challenge. So, if you'll just uh, come with me real quick. And we got Nav. Nav is uh, setting it all up for you. It's going to be good. Um, and then, you know, the, I think that'll, that'll really clear up the whole permission for eight business. Right away. Once we, I think it'll we'll both be on the same page once the once we finish up with the physical challenge that I am subjecting you to. Physical challenge. Oh, I, I guess fine. I'll get challenged physically. Roth is resigned to his fate. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's that's good. That that makes uh that makes this a lot more straightforward. Uh, how's it how's it going back there? Nav, I'm the... almost done preparing the presser stretch. Alright. It's gonna be good. That's, that's one of the... That's maybe the, the third most important part of the physical challenge. Well, yeah. you know I went with... Uh, yeah. <laughs> hmm. So... We should, just, uh... we should get the seats ready to watch. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah we're constructing the stands, don't worry. Physical challenge. Yeah. Hey everyone! Hey everyone, attention! As yeah, you all room. get a break from whatever you're doing right now so that you can watch this schmuck go through the physical challenge. So what Nav has constructed looks sort of like an enormous circus tent um, with spikes everywhere. <laughs> it's very colorful. There are lots of flags everywhere. Um, on on the near side, there's a small a small curtain that labeled entrance, and Nav insists. That there's an exit on the other side. I insist. Uh, Audriel is just like switching the front sign to closed, and <laughs> and everyone has the rest of the day off to witness the physical challenge. Physical challenge. Oh, in that case, uh, Bella Bella gets on the PA and uh, and uh, instructs everyone who wishes to view the physical challenge. Oh yeah, yeah. To, everyone's uh, invited. Yeah, come on down. Except Roth, who's invited to participate. And also, uh, Bella, is this what you do here? You make all the young men get sweaty for people's entertainment. You are something. Not often. It's, it's this doesn't happen every day. But physical but, challenge is something that's that an anyone. Idea, though, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> physical challenge doesn't even come once a year. Physical you know, challenge like... is a rare pleasure. I feel like I feel like we could, you know, we could do something with that though. We could really step up our uh, our physical challenges. Cactus is not going to enjoy watching well, us. Well, when in Equinox, let's go see the physical challenge, and you can introduce me to people. I... 
I think we should do a montage to all the segments that the physical challenge entails. <laughs> okay. And then just, like and then just roll flat D20s to see how well Roth does in each section. <laughs> because there's no preparation for the physical challenge. It, it does okay. not but uh, I'm play okay upon this, any of his skills or advantages. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I well, finish. yeah. I mean, yeah. This doesn't really look like a tent. It's more like, you know... A death a... cube? Yeah. Well, I put the tent over it. Looking. It's oh. yeah. Aren't you glad you don't have to go into the physical challenge? Aren't you glad you didn't bring a dire ape into the manor? Well, is there like a spectating area where we can see through the tent? Oh, there's yes, there's so many spectating areas. It's like a Quidditch field, a Quidditch field. What's that? But don't worry about it. I. It, it, you, you went, you went you to the get... only wizard college without one? Yeah. Were you the party school? No, even they are pretty good about at least having sports. What's mm. wrong with you? I went to the serious magic school. Which is probably a problem. That's probably why it sucks so much, in retrospect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When I start my school, it's going to have sports. I've lined up everyone's pogs in order of who gets to describe what happens next. So, so Nav, all right. No, uh, Coloratora. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait for Agate this part of the challenge. Okay. Uh, the first thing, the the first stage of the physical challenge is uh the, the bladed pendulum dodge. You know, because you want to start with the classic, make him think that he's. Uh, uh, gonna see some familiar things. Make them think that this is some sort of facsimile dungeon when it is, in fact, the physical challenge. You know, the the sort of false sense of security that can only be created by swinging pendulum blades. It's yeah. extremely false. The security, <laughs> due to the sharpness, mostly. Extremely insecure. So, so now, what is Roth's uh, strategy fun? for dealing with the swinging pendulum blade? Oh, okay, so... Let's see, I'll, d I'll tell you the strategy, and then I'll roll the d20, and then I'll start describing the next part, and we'll continue on like that. So Sounds fun. So, when Mint describes the final challenge, you get to describe the strategy for the grand finale. Does that sound right? Well... Sure, sure. As Roth was allowed to have one compatriot in the physical challenge, and of course he chose the diorate because nobody else... Um, nobody else, no, everybody else knows what the physical challenge is. Even the diorate probably knew, but it was probably, it probably thought it could do it, the poor thing. But anyway, whatever plan they try, whatever no. plan they try to come up with, you can clearly see Roth, like, trying, waving his hands around, uh, painting a picture with his hands and words to the dire ape an intricate plan of how to best duck and weave through these deadly blades, and then the diorate nods, picks up Roth, and just throws him through. This was not what Roth had in mind. He's screaming, let's roll his d20, he got a 2. Oh, he's screaming! <laughs> he's screaming. Roth oh. has been introduced to the physical challenge. Okay, what is the next stage that he flies screaming into? Well, he do his flight is interrupted pretty abruptly um, by every, every one, every one of those swinging blades. Um, so he's uh, he's not looking great. He's avoided serious injury, which is an important strategy in the physical challenge. How are we uh, fighting serious injury? He's walking. 
Okay. <laughs> he has at least two legs. That's all I'm going to define. I'll leave the rest up to you. Okay. Now let's see. Well, the diorape, of course, just walks right through because, come on, it's just swinging blades. Come on, Roth. What's wrong with you? Come on. Let's see. What's the next part of the physical challenge? The next part of the physical challenge is like a really, really intricate puzzle. There's like 10,000 moving parts in this thing. It's like a puzzle box, and then the puzzle box has a clue to which one of these six potions is is not deadly and which ones are poisonous. And then when you have the not deadly one, you can go through one of the three colored doors and all that kind of thing. It's really annoying and it takes forever. Like even if you have if you even if you happen to know the solution to everything ahead of time, the mental fortitude to get through these dumbass puzzles is really taxing. That's what this challenge is all about. So Scarlet, why don't you tell us from up here on the stands how Roth is going to handle the puzzle of annoyance? The enigma of annoyance. Enigma. The enigma. Well, I don't know Roth that well. But he seems like a kid who just does not care about anything. Literally anything. Even if it's even if his life depends on it. So my feeling that he would actually be surprisingly good at uh, not letting the trial of annoyance annoy him. He would use his teen uh, apathy to combat it. Ah. Yes. Roll a d20 for teen apathy powers. I am keeping a running total of all of the die rolls. And oh, they're not no. coming out well. Well, got a two, got a three, so by the end of this, he might make it all the way up to double digits. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Ross. Okay, so uh, apathy does not save him, but uh, what what challenges he faced with next? Hmm. I mean, he drinks the poison immediately, is <laughs> what I think a roll of three tells you. <laughs> Studio audience applause! Woo! Alright, for the next challenge, let's see, let's see. I think next he should be challenged on his resourcefulness by having to find a hidden object in a in a room that looks normal, but the object is shaped... You know what? I, here's what it is. Have you ever heard that Japanese game show where one thing in the room is chocolate and oh, they don't know I what? I mean, you just said Japanese game show, so now everybody knows what the physical challenge is. Yeah. <laughs> so. So one item in this room is chocolate, and he has no way of knowing it except by licking all No, of it's deadly poison. Yes. He's not allowed to use his hands. What is this, the baby challenge? It's, it's deadly poison, not chocolate. <laughs> I, it's both. Yeah, it's it delicious, but it's deadly. I mean, does it need to be deadly? It could just be, like, painful. <laughs> you can't. You cannot die within the physical challenge. You can merely wish to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's... I, I would like Good to see Roth... Ra- can become arbitrarily low within the confines of the physical challenge. It's I would like a, to see Roth sort of try to figure out which object in the room is made of a potential mix of neurotoxin and chocolate. Okay, Margaret, as you're, you're watching this... Uh, what um, tactic, what strategy does Roth seem to be employing for this deadly, the two-legged delicious, and already puzzle. once poisoned Roth? 
I, I don't think he really understands science very much, so he probably just picks the one that has the nicest looking color and drinks it. While looking really afraid. So okay. he's just so he's just licking the for the most colorful object he can find. Not the most colorful, the one that looks the most like just like normal, like and like nothing you should drink, you know, just no, no, the most the, appealing I, color. It's chocolate. It's Every, chocolate. Everything yeah. in the room looks normal, but something is made of chocolate and neuropoison. Toxic. I, is it? Are they both neuro? Oh my god! Of, none of this stuff is gonna kill him. There's no neuropoison. <laughs> he doesn't like, know that. Give me a D20 You're right. For... It's, a, it's actually dietary nerdo poison. For Mark. All right, see, that's <laughs> much. That's way better. Uh, sure. Blind luck. But like the people in the stands can't know that. Terrible. Okay. Oh, he... oh, why? Oh, the one. Yes. And his dumb luck roll. I Roth... think we all knew blind luck was not his forte. So, so Roth immediately walked into the room, and his first instinct was to taste his own shoes. It's like they're not getting the best of me this time. <laughs> so he eats. Knowing, knowing Mint, he would have made replaced my shoes with chocolate before we even started. You know, that's a fair guess. Though. And he was very close. He replaced his foot. <laughs> well, I gave you the old chocolate feed, bro. Uh, so now he's uh, he ate a shoe. The classic so Choco Mancer's prank. has been spending hours in this, this chocolate room. So Somehow it's still really entertaining. What does he meet on the other side of it, Bella? It's 0 for 3. Oh, uh, you don't get oh, oh, no. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Uh, what what Sorry. does he meet on the other side of it, Margaret? Excuse uh, me. me. Um, the fourth challenge is the challenge of facing his own mistakes. Several large and rough-looking men emerge from behind the curtains with mirrors and then start beating him with them. <laughs> they don't. They're soft mirrors that make squeaky noises when they well, hit they him. They sound like they're going to beat him. They're, they're like sock and boppers. <laughs> I just, or they're not actually hitting him, they're just shoving mirrors close to him. No, they yeah, they're very intimidating. Boxing just, him in. I do. I don't know. I do. I, how about, how about like, a, like a labyrinth of mirrors? But there are men behind them. Remem- I don't know why. Remember, young Roth, behind every mirror is a burly man. <laughs> That's just like powerful. Light, really. They've never skipped leg day. <laughs> Bella, how does Roth deal with the burly mirrors? <laughs> the maze of mirrors. Uh, gosh, I think he just quietly. Well, hold on. Do we have to do we have to do a roll first? Does it, does uh, it say what describe his tactic that and then give me okay, a roll to see how it's going. He's going to try to uh, just kind of drop to the floor and crawl like past them. Like crawl by their feet and then stand up behind them and leave, and they'll still be like, they'll think he's still in there because they still see, you this know, reflection in the mirrors. Yeah, that's how mirrors work. <laughs> These are magic mirrors. They were very slow to uh, <laughs> time delayed. Yeah, it was for like a cool, tricky effect, but he just he's gonna try to. Bypass that's how it. they show his past mistakes. Yeah, exactly. All right. Definitely uh, a past mistake. Which, bad tactic. All of which are just. We from have now minutes. rolled each no- in the first four rounds. We have rolled each number between one and four. <laughs> one, two, three, and four. Of, of course, that does He's... mean this is his most successful tactic yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he yes. does that, but uh, the 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 people holding the mirrors like step on his hands, <laughs> like not intentionally, but he's like 
it's a very crowded area and he just he's just getting like his hand stepped on and he's trying to get through and he he drops something and he has to go back and get it he's hmm. fumbling like hell what's this what, challenge? uh what aspect of the challenge comes next bro <laughs> uh a daring quiz show <laughs> a quiz. his opponents Members uh, of the studio audience. One of them is definitely the diary. You know. Yeah, the diary is just one of his opponents. Shouldn't one of them be Mint as the challenger? If Mint no, wants to I'm, I'm doing commentary up in the announcers booth. It's it. Agatha. It's Mint and Agatha. Yeah. It's, it's so the, no. the, the, the two are the trivia contestants. Pedraic is one of them. <laughs> so it's Pedraic the ape. He volunteers for this every time. I'll be, yes. a, I'll be a trivia contestant. He's always just there before right, else sure. And Nev from the audience. And Nev from the audience. Chosen we, at we, random the, from the, the audience. The way it works that you call on someone from the audience, and then Nav raises his hand. And... Nav's, Nav's, everybody has their little podium with a button on it, and Nav's is, like, way fancier and more ornate, and also higher up, so he can reach the button faster than the other yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. I built the place. I mean, I'm not gonna not cheat. All right, uh, the many. What is what is Ross' strategy for for this trivia quiz portion of the event? Hey, uh, against these much more intelligent people of Nav and Pedraic, um, he tries to do his best for a couple rounds, but then just resorts to hitting the buzzer before anyone else and hoping he knows the answer to whatever question pops up. Ah, does he keep? Well, let's see how he rolls. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see, see how well that works. All right, another three. So, good. Oh, how? <laughs> when you ring in, they stop saying the question and just give you the answers. It's one of those. <laughs> so he's guessing at random and gets them all wrong because we rolled a three. He can't roll above a five on a d20. This is I, really bad for Ross. I think the dice roller is role-playing. What if the RNG is also part of my physical challenge for you, though? What now? That's you what weren't expecting physicality cannot be separated You thought you did through the... four challenges, but you're still within the midst of the first challenge of the RNG? Yeah. Alright. Okay. Anyway, uh, in the end, the Dire Ape wins. Of course. That's just the way these things go. It was all ape-related trivia. That's the twist. <laughs> so, the, the many, what uh, what is Roth faced with after that? Uh, the classical pit trap. As soon as the quiz show is over, the floor opens up beneath him and he falls down a long, long way. And he has to climb his way back up. Does Agatha have a go, or is she just in a seat? Do we? I mean, Agatha's doing commentary. Of course okay. Agatha has a go. Why would Agatha not have a go? Agatha uh, looks down at Roth, and Roth yeah. is... The Roth's strategy to climb out of this pit is to beg piteously for the dire ape to help him. I'm afraid. <laughs> well, let's see what his d20 comes up as. Oh, a four. <laughs> a four. It's highest roll again. Oh, nice work, Roth. The dire ape does not. The dire ape is probably fascinating. That's, you know, yeah, yeah, we we gave the diorape the, uh, the diorape just driving off basket. this brand this new is the wagon ceremony. So the diorape <laughs> is here right now. Um, Roth's prayer <laughs> is absorbed by the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> Placing oh, your faith in that ape, 
was a All poor right. decision. It's time huh? to set up the final. Or, uh, no, I guess the next to final challenge, right? Yeah. Yeah, the penultimate challenge. This, this is this is the sub challenge that you face for not exiting the pit fast enough. <laughs> yeah. So. No wait, this is like the pre pre penultimate. This is the quarterfinals. Yeah, this is the quarterfinals because Agatha and then Algernon and then Min. Anyway, uh, the um, the the deadly thing lurking at the bottom of the pit, um, the the horrible twist is that the bottom of the pit opens up, but instead of falling down, Roth falls up into the sky, and up in the sky, would, uh, there's clouds, and he had, he just has to deal with that. What? Air elemental battle. He has to figure out how to get himself back down to Earth. And I will tell you, the listener at home, that the secret to this is to temporarily reverse your worldview so that you flip back upside down and fall back to Earth. But can Roth figure that out? <laughs> what? <laughs> Algernon, what do you see up there with your elf eyes? <laughs> no. No, I, I think uh, it's it's Mint's turn to uh, think so. Describe how this goes. Yeah, yeah I mean, we out. did say this was the penultimate sub chat. Get out of here, Algernon. Sorry, buddy. Algernon is just like two fisting his giant tub of popcorn. He's not. <laughs> he's he's too absorbed right now. So, um, Roth is stuck up up in the air right now, but. Um, his strategy is to, rather than try and directly fall back down, likely back into the pit, he is just going to try to uh, swim over to what appears to be the final challenge. Um, <laughs> so let's see if he can just air swim his way over there. That is a one. That's a D20. one. All right, so we're we've almost rolled every number from one to four twice now. All he has to do <laughs> is roll a two, and we'll be set. So as as Roth furiously breaststrokes and goes absolutely nowhere, um, because you can't swim in clouds, Roth. Right, you can't swim. In, that's not how it works. That's not how swimming works. Also, your form is terrible. <laughs> Who taught you to swim? Um, does eventually. Over the course of probably, I don't know. Give me a give me a time frame here. That's like not long enough to be boring, but long enough to be clearly inept. Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Um, although aiming for the peak, manages to get himself to the base of the final challenge, which is to climb to the summit of Broken Glass Mountain. Oh. After all the poison, uh, he really should have expected this. Yes. Also, while while climbing the mountain, I will hurl cutting insults at him. Uh, Roth, you're bad at your job. Uh, your friends don't really trust you. They, you seem unreliable to them. Uh, you di- you're a disappointment to your parents. You didn't even uh, bring the best dire ape. You must... If you can get to the top of Broken Glass Mountain and sign the the parchment of the physical challenge that I've placed atop it, then the challenge will finally end. 
And I suppose this circles back around to me, right? Because I started. Yes. Okay. So Roth's strategy for this is he realizes that clearly all of his instincts, all of his plans are the worst possible things. He could not be doing worse right now. So he's... Uh, the first thing he thinks of, he does the exact opposite. And, and just starts, like... He lies down and tries to roll up. Rather than climbing, he's, he's rolling against gravity up Broken Glass Mountain. Because it's... That's against his normal instincts? Because that seems pretty in line with what we've seen so far. That is like the worst possible idea. And oh, an 11! <laughs> and he rolled the best. That kind of works. That's not a good roll, sure. but in comparison... I don't know, I feel like all of these are, are like... I feel like easy he's had... saves kind of thing, like DC yeah, probably. 10. Probably. DC 11 or whatever. It turns out they were all DC 6, but... <laughs> So on, so on an 8d20, Roth came out with a 29 in the end. I feel like Roth had a real epiphany, though, realizing that he's... crap. I think Roth learned something about himself. Help. Yeah, Roth learned a lot about how actually he's garbage and piece of shit. <laughs> so, so he does make it to the top, then? Yeah, I think uh, so. Well, what do you think a 20... I, I was giving him like a target of a total of 60 on 8d20. That seemed pretty easy, but he got a 29. What do you think? He probably makes it to the top, but by the end it's like dark and mittens left. And everybody's <laughs> everybody's already, we've already saved the world. <laughs> it cuts... You know, the last shot after we've defeated the final boss is Rod still climbing. Will he want to sign it though? Because he's in so much bad right now. <laughs> Wait, but the and physical he can't challenge die in the until he signs the poetry. He'll be in the physical challenge forever until he signs it. Yeah, and, the, and that's just going to consist of Mint every once in a while just rounding a corner behind him and yelling physical challenge and throwing an egg at him. But he'll so uh, so I just checked um, anydice.com. It, it gives you pretty simple statistics calculations on any sort of dice notation. Do you know the chances for getting a 29 on 8D, uh, uh, 8D20? What's that? 0. 0.00. All right, that's the GP reward for our contestant, <laughs> Rock. Congratulations. Hi, <laughs> Does he sign it, though? This is important. Yes, he, he was the last of his breath for the day. With the last of his, the effort he could possibly muster. He did it! He, did it. he completed Ooh, the and I put challenge. on all the applause signs. Woo, everybody <laughs> applaud. Everybody. Yeah. He had a real epiphany there, and now begins the path to recovery. Alright, so I snap my fingers, teleport over to the top of Broken Glass Mountain. Where he is. And I say, congratulations, Roth. You made it through... The physical challenge that I subjected you to for not listening to me about the ape. Uh, by the way, that paper you just signed was your severance notice. You're fired. Oh, yes! I couldn't have expected otherwise. Clean out your I'm and Woo! Thanks for joining us, everyone. <laughs> and now who's going to clean up Broken Glass Mountain? Roth. 
it, it's a clause of the severance yeah, document. Like yeah. And then I like I, I sweep the big old tent that the physical challenge was contained within and put it back on as the cloak again because this is a pretty cool cloak. It can turn into a haunted house. Can turn into a physical challenge. Mm. It slices. It dices. See broken glass mountain. You never <laughs> know when you'll need a physical challenge. Oh man, can I just? That would go well with with one of my permission. Magic can I change this to the cloak of the physical challenge because its magic item ability is to remove an enemy from battle for a turn? Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. The it imposes. Okay, Mint and I do a powerful handshake over the cloak to transfer the magic of the physical challenge. Well, is it even magic? Isn't it just deep good heartedness of everybody in the world? And with any luck, we got all the low rules out. All all done. I hope so. Oh, Roth. Oh, Roth. Bye, Roth. Roth is now just hitchhiking away as uh, the the song from uh, uh, The Incredible Hulk show. (laughs) (laughs) At least he got to keep his ape button. Yeah. (laughs) No, the, the ape goes in a completely different direction. And his theme song is The Littlest Hobo. It's much more upbeat. <laughs> so, fun- Whoa, no, hold on. Wait, is he also on the quiz show? Yeah, oh. Fire the Ape. The, uh, the Ape won. The Ape won the quiz. That's about <laughs> yeah, the fine. Ape, we can't. The Ape's probably the show been and actually, your, your manager has been saying that you're, you're making good progress on the Just saying, it's up to you. How does an internship in the research library sound to you? Uh, hearing that, Associate Director Peppercorn just, like, tears his hat in half. (laughs) (laughs) In two weeks' time, Associate Director Peppercorn will be furious to admit it, but the ape is the best employee he has. So before we move on from the physical challenge, I'd like to add on to the listeners that um, all your favorite... uh, bad game show games were also part of the physical challenge. Those were just the little in-between segments that we didn't mention. So that includes uh, Roth twisting his body into the shape of a hole that in a wall that's advancing toward him. Uh, Roth, Roth crawling around in a giant peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Roth, Roth trying to guess which one of the hundred cases has the most gold in it. Having to guess the exact price of a certain brand of dish soap. Roth trying to co- <laughs> climb the pyramid covered in lotion. Roth having to sell lemonade on the street and uh, having a very angry, stupid man yell at him. You're fired, I see. (laughs) Well, following the physical challenge and the cleanup from the physical challenge, uh, everyone. You would think that uh, Nav has some skeletons helping out. Last time we were here, now I mean, that goes without saying. At this yeah, point. I just you know, last time last time you were here, you also had some skeletons doing entourage of skeletons follows us wherever we go. Is we can crowd surf on a skeleton? Oh my god, make yeah, that an ability. Like... Is Gilder Goldenbrass the, the the summon of Gilden Goldenbrass around? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. No. Okay. Uh, so Coloratura has. Uh, as people split up, has found uh, an empty seat near Bella. It's like, oh, I've just been introducing yourself, myself to uh, your employees, which is such a weird thing to say. 
Congratulations. And uh, the people who live in the town that you run? What? Yeah. Double thumbs. She's, she's kind of just kind of like basking, like pleased with herself. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that is pretty cool. I, I, I am, I am a duchess, like actually. So. Yeah, it is sinking it's... in, and you just like make people roll around in glass for fun. That's not often. Uh, okay. Also, <laughs> that was a first. It was sugar glass, and now yeah. he was rolling against it so much that we now have our supply of sugar for the next year. I should, so I should, really I should a... clarify to you behind the scenes. Nothing in the physical challenge was that dangerous. Here's the twist: nothing, and it was I, physical. It was even challenging if you really Art think about it. I would appreciate if you clarify which sugar is the body sugar before serving it to her. <laughs> I all of it. Here's the thing: all of yeah, it. Yeah, all I, sugar I, is the body sugar. I did Margaret hear the word neurotoxin being bandied. No, about. no, no. That no, was no, that nerdotoxin. Nerdotoxin. <laughs> Makes you act like a total dingus for like So no effect on you, no yeah, effect that, on that would explain his performance, yes. <laughs> would um, you believe yeah. Nerdotoxin isn't real? Oh, there it is. That was just Roth. <laughs> uh, by the way, this is this is Nav. So to the Marquis de Necropolis. Oh, hello. Slash in Bell. The, in the sort of flesh. Yeah, you are uh Something. Uh, real hot tamale. <laughs> yeah. That's what we that's what we call them around here, a real hot tamale. The hot she, she like makes a note of she's been writing down everyone's <laughs> names because she's not that great with names. Yeah, be sure to write down slash bow as cool slang too. And okay. also calling people dog. All Bella right. loves both of those. Hot dog Molly? Um what? <laughs> Close I enough. think your friend is lying to me. Uh wow. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please. So, so, who's, uh, who do I need to meet? Who uh, do I need to know? This is I met Agatha. the man made of rocks. He's something. That's a flaming cat. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you've met, let's see, you met everyone else. Oh, uh, Trent, come here. Bella, Bella goes to, to, she's like looking around, because Trent, Trent's like mingling somewhere. She, <laughs> she kind of calls Trent over. It's hard to find a changeling in a crowd, I suppose. <laughs> When Tran looks over her shoulder, does she like sweep her hair around her shoulder while yeah, yeah, and it's all like sparkling, yeah, plays. Okay. yeah. Then Bella is momentarily speechless. Okay, I'm glad we're on the same page here. Anyway, continue. So I think I know who this might be. A little birdie told me. Uh hello. Why would and- you? Hmm? How how would you know? It was how a, would she it was know? A- <laughs> That's that is unrealistic. I am Coloratura can talk to cats. <laughs> oh my god, can you really talk to cats? Flaming cats especially? Well, it's a question of whether they understand what I'm saying. Agatha nods. Uh hi, yeah, uh this is this is Tran, my girlfriend and the head engineer of of our our manor and oh, goodness leading she... leading our science project along with uh along with Mint. And that other guy, that peppercorn or whatever. She is yeah, cute pepper. and talented, and does she have a friend? Oh, excuse me, I'm being so rude. You are <laughs> cute and talented, and do you have a friend? <laughs> I, I would think that she has lots of friends. <laughs> Here comes one now. Hi, Cactus. 
<laughs> yeah, actually. God, Tran and Cactus have known each other for a long time, I think. Yeah, probably yeah. longer than they both knew Slamby. Slamby probably just, like, fell out of a chimney at some point in front of them. I was like, well, I guess we have this now. Tran, Tran like, hesitates Slamby. for a second. Tran, like, laughs, but she, like, hesitates for a second, suddenly realizing that she actually does not remember when she met Slamby or how. <laughs> Slamby just sort of appears in your life. Like mold. <laughs> Often at the exact like a, same time. Like a fucking <laughs> fungus. He just sprouts up. He grows someone, up, yeah. Someone tracks uh, some, some dirt in from the woods, and he's just there the next day. I... Translate that you should... I, I think that we... I think that we found him in a bag of flour that we bought one day for our bakery... You remember how uh, when Tran turned around? It was the he's ever been. You remember how when <laughs> Tran turned around, her hair sparkled and stuff? Yeah. Uh, I want the same thing to happen for both Cactus and Slamby, but for Slamby, it's played it's through like a tuba, and like it's really. That's a good class. His hair like swings around his head and slaps him on the other side of the face. <laughs> like I imagine for Cactus, slap. there's like. Instead of like sparkles, there's like little little budding flowers. Yeah, little clovers. Also, yeah. his muscles are sparkling because he was yeah. working out or yeah. whatever. And for Slamby, there's like a like a dust cloud, like a mud flying. And, past. and then he, and then as he like turns around to look over his shoulder, he slips in some mud, and then he just stays <laughs> down there. He's like, "Hey, Slamby." Yeah, that's good. And then runs up to like shake her hand or whatever, and it's like mud everywhere, mucus everywhere, food everywhere. He's eating all three. <laughs> this sounds like a decongestion commercial. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then Cactus turns to the camera and speaks with Antonio Banderas' voice. Uh, but Slammy would be the mucus in that commercial. Yeah, exactly. We're trying to get rid of the mucus. <laughs> and I'm uh, so, exactly so after all talking about friend congesting your social circle. <laughs> So after all, meanwhile, the... Rip has this whole time been been uploading scorpions from a wagon into a look. He's starting his own business. Let's not yeah. bug him. He's very busy. A after all the uh, introductions have been made, Coloratura looks down at like the chart she filled out, and she, she's like, "Okay, I met all of you in the van. You're like the the team A, cool, and the home the team. A team. You can call us." I don't want to get sued. And the home <laughs> team. The Alpha conglomerate. Uh, you're uh, the girlfriend and the head researcher. You are a ex-pirate turned business manager. Uh, you used to travel with everybody, but you've now stayed uh, to sort of shore up uh, the place around here. Mostly, I, just, mostly Manuel just poses in the Rose Garden. It is a fetching hat, I must say. You take care of the gardens, and you are uh, muscles. And you, I <laughs> just showed up one day and won't go, uh, oh, you're sticky. And you mostly are part of the house, but you're very good at butlering. Is there a bottle of port? There's usually something like that around here. And then there's this guy everyone talks about that I haven't seen yet. Where's that... It says Ass Doctor? <laughs> Associate right. Director! Ah, so Oh, ah. Huge oh. March, marching up from the... Marching <laughs> up from the stands. 
his freshly like stomped on hat on his head. <laughs> the ape is following him in tow, you know, now dressed up pretty well. Every day. The ape's got a lab coat on. Every day is the new worst day of his life. <laughs> the the ape is wearing a pocket protector, but it's just pinned into its fur. It has no pockets. <laughs> There's also Thrump, who at this also, point probably walks up with a big old stack of books and bumps into Scarlet's back. It's like, oh... Uh, you, I think, uh, you are the apprentice, yes? She says, looking at Scarlet with, like, a inquisitive head tilt. This is, this is the other one, right? Oh, yes, this is, this is Thrump. Thrump, Ex- how, how are you doing? I- excuse me, nervous, uh, uh, young man for calling you the other one. That's so rude. I keep being rude. <laughs> well, Clarissa, Clarissa is the more important assistant. <laughs> <laughs> Thrump, have okay. you been doing those? Have you been, have you been doing the required reading I gave you? Uh, yeah, I read all of these. He, he drops them to make like a thump of show, but it lands on one of his toes. <laughs> the whole stack. Hmm. hmm. Uh, but I, we... I read them. <laughs> and then did you? Uh, did you write the essays I also asked you to write? Uh, yeah, I wrote six inches of parchment for each book. Uh, considering the volume of reading, it was actually they're not very in-depth, but uh, you know, learning to look at it from sort of a big-picture perspective, I, I think was the goal, and I really appreciate that uh, sort of perspective. Hmm. I'll read them over and give it a th- and give your arguments in consideration, Thrump. But just keep in mind, and I sort of thumb behind me to where the physical challenge was. Oh my god. Un- How could underperformance. You? How could you? <laughs> um, uh, Thrump is pointing at Clarissa. Does Clarissa live in Scarlet's big hat? Oh, the yeah. Oh, where yeah, does Clarissa the, uh... stay? Does she live in the hat? Because I think that's funny. You could, yeah. Okay. What? Scarlet's hat is. I think Scarlet. I think I didn't. I know when you said it. Said that Scarlet's hat is technically uh, a bag of holding. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Why I mean... is your hat moving? Oh yes, the many uh, gave me an assistant here. I show him Clarissa, the little eye thingy. Okay. Now I want everyone to imagine what we know about Thrump. He's he's a sweet boy that tries really hard. He's a sweet, sweet boy who just fainted dead away. And he's trying... <laughs> he really wants to do a good job, and now he believes he's been replaced by a three-inch-old bit of old mobster. Thrump is devastated. <laughs> Thrump, Thrump, don't worry. This... Clarissa is my assistant. And Clarissa is mainly teaching me about magic that you probably shouldn't worry about until you're a little bit older. Like, a couple hundred years older. <laughs> Do humans live that long? They can, if they Thrump do magic. Thrump is an elf. Wizard, yeah, well, he's an elf, and also wizards tend to be very long-lived. The, the current archmage is, like, several hun- several ages old now. He's like 30. In wizard years, 
That's like that's like seven hundred in human. I don't use. think there's such thing as a wizard. You, I think you made that up right I've now. I've never heard of this before. Whenever you open your oh, mouth, no, it's, a it's something that only like the most elite wizards have heard of. Whenever you open your mouth, I feel like it takes a wizard ear. <laughs> oh man! Wow. Now, it's I, I really missed you these couple of days that you were busy. Write that down, Coloratura. <laughs> Why? Write down that burn. It's a good one. Wanna... I'm taking notes for my own benefit. Oh, yeah, and this one really benefits me. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Rump, okay. Don't take notes on that. <laughs> Rump <laughs> stops taking notes on that immediately. <laughs> Diary, so take uh, notes on that. expounding about the founding of wizard use. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Carl- Scarlet. Wizards are cool. I promise. There have been many great wizards in history. Yeah, like me! Bam! And, uh, what are y'all thinking about the, uh, how wet your feet have gotten? Oh, what? Hey. We've been standing in snow for about 18 hours. No, I mean, snow isn't very wet, I mean, until it melts at least. And this hasn't melted. In fact, the the frost is floating on top of, oh, oh, now it's starting to get deep. Uh Uh-oh. Um, who knows how to swim? Trump, your books, they're getting wet. Oh, 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 oh no! Oh, he, he's balancing a stack of books on his head, about as tall as he is. Thrump, shouldn't Thrump has, Didn't you learn the uh, the mage hand? Um, wavering and bob. Oh, oh yes. He, he casts mage well, hand to like steady the books and then walks very straight. He's he a good it. kid. So let's uh, solve the mystery of water. <laughs> <laughs> It's above your ankles now, and you hear a crash in the sky. I look at so the sky. So we're fine. We don't have ankles. It's up to your wrists. It's up to your lowest wrists. Slamby is freaking out. This is the cleanest his ankles have ever been <laughs> since he was uh, born. Slamby those is- of you who are roughly human and elf size, uh, it's getting up toward the back of your knees. Slamby is already dog paddling. Slamby is crying <laughs> because he's not supposed to have to take a bath more than once a week. <laughs> I, anyway, I'm looking up at the sky. Where what, I have to what? solve the mystery of water. <laughs> before Is it raining? It is not raining. It Instead, no, no, this is... You see uh, the swirling mass of the storm from uh, the coast. It's moving toward you. Uh, the winds are buffeting the uh, in a vortex uh, that seems to be pulling a surge of the sea onto the land. Holy heck. The ocean is following us. Oh no. Wait, if Thrump was here, who's watching the pearl? Oh. Oh. Um, I run into the hand. <laughs> Where's the pearl? Uh, there, there's a uh this way, and Thrump runs to you know the the magic study. Yes. No, the magic study. It's, it's probably just whatever yeah. the library is in wherever the library is here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Okay, I'm going to uh, uh, take the pearl and um, let's see. Let me just see if we can turn this uh, turn the storm around. Yeah, let's okay. let's see if we can try to turn this storm around. All right, Thrump, watch carefully. 
and then Scarlet immediately does it wrong. Oh wait, no, <laughs> no, that dice roll is the opposite a D20. of that. A, a natural twenty. That is. <clears throat> it's the middle of summer now. Okay, so peering into the pearl, you see, and with uh, some incredible uh, adeptness. I, I don't know if it's uh, Clarissa's recent coaching or Scarlet's sort of natural uh, inherent talent. But, uh, Can we just say it's both? It's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. You know what I do, darn it. Yeah. In, in any case, uh, it's exactly what happens. And she gets... Uh, the storm... You can't see it because, in a sense, you are it. You, you uh, have become one with the sea, and the storm is part of the sea. You feel uh, the way you feel your entire skin on an average day is the way you feel the coves and the islands and the reefs uh, and the storm at this moment. I wasn't expecting it to work like that, but... It is the pearl of the ocean, not merely of the storm. Right, um, that we can work with this. Uh, I guess, um, can we, uh, just pull back on the part that's storming over the coast? Yeah, you pull back upon, uh, the, the swirling vortex, and it pull it slowly pulls away. However, uh, while it is no longer adding to the storm surge that, that that's pulling the sea onto the land. Uh, it has. It's not hoovering it back up. It's not sucking it away. It, wait, wait, Scarlet. This is a great opportunity. It, it's yes. ceasing to add. It, you're not yet removing. If we I don't say. need to push it all the way back, we could make Equinox into a lakefront property or an oceanfront property. <laughs> <laughs> It'll up the property values immensely. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of, like, quantum leaping into the entire ocean. I think, uh, we can worry about the fine details later. I'm more focused on not drowning everybody. Breathing isn't a problem. But, but I guess not. I guess it wouldn't be for you. But let's just, uh, let's just, uh, see if we can keep this place safe. Um... Hmm. But I mean, if we can pull the storm back, I don't... I want to be careful not to, like, rip all water off the continent, I guess. Um, what if you sent the ocean to the moon and there was a rescue mission for the moon? I mean, the ocean from the moon. You're gonna what? rescue the ocean? What if I just made a river to the moon? Would that be fucked up or what? Yeah. Uh, ah, the sky bridge. That would be actually, hmm, that's something. But yeah, I, I'm just, I think, what does this stick with? Not have us all drown in a horrible storm, typhoon. That is an idea. While you're thinking of this idea, the waves start, and okay. the, the waves are taller than you'd think that water uh, less than the height of an average person would be able to make. That is to say, the waves are rather taller than an average person. Which shouldn't be, but yet it is. Welcome to a magical fantasy setting. Yeah. Um, what can we do about this? 
So Equinox Manor and all of its lands have become a wave pool? Is that what I'm hearing? A little bit, a little bit. Like, like can I can I exercise more control over the water and try to pull the waves back? Absolutely, you can try. I mean, you're pretty attuned to it. You want me? You want me to give you another check? Sure. Oh come on! That was a natural twenty there and everything. Um, now it's a natural. Yeah, you seven. don't. Uh, you you aren't able to do that so much, but you do feel what is making the waves. You find the source. There is, there's an evil. There is a, a darkness. There is something that is oughtn't it? be. Something that resists your efforts and the efforts of all the great powers of the world. That sounds pretty serious. Uh, can I locate this evil? Can I pin- can I get a feel for where in this ocean body it is? It's moving, and it's moving closer and closer all the time. I don't get in the van. Does it feel like a, a, a living thing or some sort of force? Oh, that's... Uh, it, it lies on the edge between, I suppose. Mm. We got an ETA on when that gets here? Uh, well, it, it seems to be splitting up. There's a... Uh, in, in what was a fist now seems like an open hand with fingers. In, in sort of a metaphorical way. Okay. There's something... So... But they are quickly approaching this direction, right? Hey, I have I have a question. I just step away slightly for a sec. So I'm. <clears throat> so is it is what all is coming towards us? Is just we like, have an enemy on radar that we don't know what it is. Is that it? Do we not know if it's like? It's coming so closer. It's it's knows it feels very very familiar. I mean, there's something like people were talking about water a second ago. I'm sorry, I really really had to go away for. All right. Oh, okay. Tune out for, for a quick uh, recap. Equinox has become a wave pool. A flood okay. started. Uh, you you you're in hang- knee deep water that is somehow making shoulder deep waves, which is not supposed to happen with natural waves. And uh, Scarlet feels a familiar uh, evil, basically moving toward you rather quickly. So this is All something right. we face. Well, I think before. first off, we should uh, we should try and activate the fences and then drain all this water out once no more can come and then at that point we will be ready for whatever's coming because I don't think that knowing knowing no, exactly what, everything about what it is is going to help us so much. What are Equinox's defenses? Yeah. yeah. Is there what are Equinox's defense systems? So uh, <clears throat> there, was, uh, there was talk about divining a uh, actual barrier um, a while ago uh, that can kind of dome over most of the settlement, not just the manor. Um, and that was, I believe, the last time we were here. There was talk about it. Um, no, it was the time that we were, which I think was the last time we were here. The time we were here and we fought the uh, the demons that attacked the devils. The the rakshasas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those. Um, rakshasas. And then after that, we started shoring up the fences more. So I would actually be quite interested to know, uh, like, you know, what all... Because that, that would be uh, that'd be Peppercorn and Tran working on them. 
And I think that... Oh, and then also there was something, I think that Scarlet, right? Was enchanting certain... Doing certain enchantments, like strengthen the barrier. Yeah, yeah. There was like we a whole process of it that we did. You were keeping... It was a enacting a defense to keep demons from uh, yeah. attacking the banner. So that was the initial, initial defense. But then I, I think that uh, Peppercorn and Tran kind of... Uh, technologically kind of beefed it up, and so now there's kind of a, an activatable uh, sort of bubble that can that can fit around uh, Equinox. Kind of the uh, settlement Manuel as a whole. And Dryak have the keys, and they both have to be turned simultaneously in different parts of the mansion. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's oh, that's the first step of what's going on. It's probably the, the probably bubble. put up put up the bubble, which will probably also uh, probably prevent more water from coming in. Uh, before okay. the bubble goes up, the yeah. many would like to go take Martha and the battle van to go scout and see what's coming. If that's reasonable to okay, do. Okay, yes. Because uh, now that we have both of our orbs again. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the handsy one. Lovely. Hey, Martha. How's it, get? How's it been? Lonely. We're here for you. <laughs> and we fly away. Okay. Uh, do, do you want to do more preparation or cut straight to what the many sees, eye in the sky? Uh, Several so eyes in the sky. Uh, while I'm flying away. That, that sounds we need, good. We need to uh, start trying to get rid of water that's already here. I don't really know if we have much of a like proper drainage system for it, but like probably something that could kind of function, like a irrigation or something. Yeah, you, you could ask Cactus. Yeah, so where is Cactus? He's in here. Okay. I, so. I moved uh, primary staff to the boardroom. <laughs> yeah. So here we are in the boardroom. That's Cactus's job. Cactus. Dig uh, a big old hole on it. <laughs> I mean, we've already we've already got some kind of irrigation infrastructure, right? Cactus is already antsy to get out of this silly boardroom and save all his plants from being drowned. Okay, so, like, so he's already... So get to it. He's probably he's already have something... Here work with he's so. out of here he got a shovel he's doing it he's uh, digging beowulf to go help Texas. him go help cactus beowulf punch gotcha. the ground with your mighty fists coloratura unless you have something else for her to do is just watching this uh ditch digging and sighing to herself muscles every few minutes am i am i uh should i just stay tuned into the pearl or I mean, that uh, yeah. is, that's a valuable spot to be yeah, in. Sure. Yeah, try, trying to get anything that you know about uh, what's coming is, is probably most useful. Um, job probably have Thrump move my person down here to be around the others. Yeah, that would make sense, because I'm not going to shout at you from the storage room. Um, just just letting us know, you know, where it's, where it's coming from, and if you can learn anything else about it. And keeping, like, the larger storm away. When also. it'll come yeah. is also important. In fact, if you need if you need any help with that, I don't know what Mint is up to right now, or if you can contribute in that regard. I, I, I mean, sure. If you if you need me somewhere, I'm experiencing I mean, I, some incredibly strange sensations, but I'll do my best to keep you posted. I'll right. let you know if I need I'm help. I'll I'll help you stay focused. I imagine Mint knows a thing or two about incredibly strange sensations. That's like the entirety of his magic. It's like so. okay, so. <laughs> So here's the deal. You're the ocean. And the ocean is big. So now you're much bigger than you used to being. 
So is it, wait, just to clarify, when you say, like, I have the sense of the ocean, is that, like, the mm-hmm. sea or, like, literally the whole planet's ocean? No, ju- just the, the Midland Sea. Okay. That's probably a bit easier to, to comprehend. Yeah. You know, you're... you're it's kind of like what happened to that dwarf, that dwarf king that walked into the rock. It's kind of like what happened with that hellhole and the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you just need to sort of focus on your body and sort of feel how your body is connected to itself because it's the ocean. Mm -hmm. And, And sort of feel each of those, each of the individual parts of the ocean and feel all the connections there. So just slowly, you know, focus on your breathing and focus on your ocean body. Focus on your ocean body, Scarlet. <laughs> Is that the that's Mint's new uh, self-help tape? Uh, yes, I, I made a self-help tape ex- exactly for you in this precise situation. I make a lot of tapes. I'm glad you... <laughs> I'm not surprised Mint makes a lot of tapes. I don't, I don't like general self-help. That's, that's you know, that's it's too broad. It, it admit, leaves out important details. What I prefer is a lot of extremely specific self-help tapes. It's a tape. Tech support is Mint's uh, proficiency. Tape? A self-help tape is something that you put on somebody so that when they look down and realize it's still stuck to them, it has an right. inspirational you, message written on it. It's, it's, yeah. you know, I write something down and I stick it on something with tape. Yeah. It seems like a fad to me. It's, it's Everybody will go back to good old-fashioned glue soon. Yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> All right. Uh, Still self-help tack. I think uh, I think I think Manuel and I think that Algernon should probably work on making sure like more like actual like self-defense tactics are uh, primed just in case you know yep. something happens. I mean, that was exactly two... Manuel's kind of focus since yeah. he stayed around. The, the guard has uh, expanded. It is not merely the him and the De Floor bros. Uh, they're now uh, officers of a sort with uh, a collection of employees and townsfolk who uh, are acting as a local militia. And it's times like these you want them around. They're yeah. known, their band is known as the Bros and Cons. No, it's not. <laughs> no. Oh. I think it'd be funny. It's fantastically unlikely. <laughs> the Equinox Irregulars. So uh, Manuel and uh, Algernon can can focus on like mobilizing those and prepping those defenses. Mm-hmm. Does anyone else have anything to offer? I'm trying to think. Margaret, you can do some scouting with your eyes. <laughs> Get up on That's the roof and shoot you. the ocean with yeah, your Yeah, just make out hot that I'm useful. Thanks a lot. What would you like? What do you have to offer? What would you like to do? Not in general. Not, not what is your entire skill set, but what? What can you I, think I don't of know. right now? Scouting is fine, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Did Margaret go in the battle van with the many? That would make sense, honestly. That probably would have made sense. Yeah. Let's just say that that's the case because it, it does okay. feel like her. I mean, her eyes are incredibly sharp. She's the sharpest eyes we got around. So. Mm-hmm. So you have the sharp, sense. you have quantity and quality yeah. uh, of, of <laughs> eyes up, up in the man. I'm just going to put my cloak 
I'm going to set it to Necropolis, Necropolitan 13 rather, and I'm going to just set it on the ground underneath the water so it just kind of drains like a bathtub out onto the outside of Necropolitan 13 <laughs> and falls back into the ocean. Well, it did need a wash. Yeah, it's, I mean, it was the tent of the physical challenge, so it's gotten kind of dirty. Definitely needs a wash after the physical challenge. I gotta rinse this Roth out. This Roth stink. Okay. Uh, does anyone have anything else to offer? Hey, I'm in uh, a bathtub drain. Adriel and Pedraic are not currently doing anything. Slamby can probably, like, go into the sewers and stay there. <laughs> <laughs> I think Audriel is calculating everyone's overtime uh, right now. But how will you trick Slamby to think that's technically useful? Slamby, go be a sponge. Okay. Just absorb <laughs> as much water as possible. Oh no, I'm entirely made of oil. It's not working. I, like you need to tell Slamby... Like you tell Slamby to go into the sewer for any reason and he's like, Heck yeah, it's like my birthday early. <laughs> You're just paying me to do what I was gonna do anyway. Uh, yeah, basically. Nice. Ones. I think I guess I guess if I had to, if I had to say something, it would be either to assist in draining the flood or at least closing it off so that we don't incur additional flooding through the through that. No, he's just gonna lie I, down and try to drink it. Yeah, all. Yeah, either that too. Yeah. All right. So uh, okay, I don't. Here's a question: Are you putting uh, all of your defenses here on the manor? Or are you diverting uh, some of them, say, uh, your, the, your volunteer militia to the settlement uh, outside? You know, the, the, so the, the town that's um, <clears throat> A lot of the more, like, technical, like, defenses are going to be, um, like, they're, like, the bubble covers everything, but then, like, like the uh, actual things like Tran probably helped create and stuff that are more, like, immediate weapons are more um, part of the manor. And then I feel like the actual like militia, definitely there'd be a lot of guards like spread out around there to make sure that people are safe and stuff. Actually, yeah, make, maybe assigning someone's specific job to that to make sure that everyone's safe and doing okay. Nav will do that. Nav has experience in ordering common commoners around. Okay. Uh, we've got some blind ones here. That's a change. I mean, <laughs> citizens... <laughs> Alright, that's about it. Uh, I don't know what color Atura could do to help, but probably something. Color Atura is pretty tough. Yeah, if anything, she knows how to fight. She's pitching in anybody who's like, I need someone to... She's like, yeah, okay. She's holding things. She's, uh, yeah, she's tying things down. Okay, she's untying yeah. things. She's all over the place. Yeah, she's she's wherever she's needed. She's, she's an eager bit of elbow grease floating from station Think, to station. Thinking about it, I really need to, like, stat her up and give her, like, a class and stuff, because I would... I, I'm, I'm certain she's capable of fighting. Mm-hmm. Bardchaeologist. <laughs> she's, not, she's not a musician, but... Mm. In any case... Interpretive dancer. In any case, uh, okay, so I'm thinking let's resolve this as some sort of skill challenge thing. I'm fine with it still becoming part of a big combat, just we're prepared how about, for at the very least. How about we do it via... Let's make it clear, we're setting the stage for a big combat that is going to take more time than we have left tonight. Rather than doing it um, ahead of time, why don't we just like each have our own little token that we can spend in the middle of the fight, kind of like an icon relationship with ourselves to say how our preparations paid off. 
as okay. As Sounds nice. Would that give us like a like a plus on something or? Just, yeah, yeah, something like that. A just situational because something benefit. good happened. Yeah. Okay. Something good. Or maybe a bad thing for them. Bastards. So, uh, as everything's going forward, uh, people are being mustered uh, to, <laughs> to mustard. defend their homes. Klaxons and sirens are wailing as the uh, the shield begins to raise. A furious amount of digging and and uh, redirection of irrigation trenches. Uh, it's like they're making a river flow backwards. Though those fine folks. Uh, all of this is going on while Margaret and the many uh, are flying high, looking down and, and reporting back via uh, orb. Uh, one or both of you, give me a perception type roll. Uh, I will make a scout roll. The many is mostly blind. We will leave it to Margaret. Okay. I what? But you have she so only had like one eye. Oh. And many Seems of we misinterpreted did. parts of or aspects of the many's name. Yeah, many's physical body is something of a mystery to Margaret. Ma- many things, but few others. Turns out his turns out their name is actually just Manny. <laughs> this is a very awkward misunderstanding. A there, sec- another Manny in the party? Come on! Oh. I think we made that joke when I got here. Well, I wasn't there. Well, I, I, the joke I made was calling uh, the Manuel Manos, because uh, that's a different what, joke. My, my joke was calling him Handyman. Okay. What attributes this? Yeah. Uh, intelligence or wisdom, your choice. Uh, both of those are the same, which is to say, actually, no, wait, wisdom is one, intelligence is zero. That's not good. Unless you're just, like, flexing your eyeballs really hard, and you can use strength. I uh, Strength is also not Particularly great. <laughs> well, I mean, plus nine for your level. I don't see that in there. So oh, which, that's the eight. It should be I put eight instead because I'm used to it. Oh. Yep, you didn't roll a d twenty. I didn't. Oh no, that's just four plus one plus eight. Why does it say four? Why did I just? <laughs> <laughs> Those are all your bonuses without a roll. Uh, should I just roll d twenty and add? Nice catch. It? Yeah, just roll a d twenty and we'll add fourteen to it. Okay. That's okay. A five. That's a that's a nineteen. Still not great, also. but a little better. Uh, yes. Margaret sees dark shapes uh, slithering. Uh, they're like water snakes, except they aren't. Uh, you know, in the shape of tubes, but they're they're moving beneath the surface of the water, and at such a speed, it, it's hard to make out exactly what they are. Uh, there's something unnatural to them. The color, she can't quite make out, but it is reminiscent of something uh, you faced more than once before. Let me think. Well, is this, is this real-ass river devils? Like, but like oh. actually crossed more with devils, so they're like... Ocean devil! Are the river devils, like, they form like a faction oh, against us now? I the third time... They've come after us. The familiar yeah. evil. Look, there's only one devil in history that stopped being a devil out of its own free will and just decided, you know, I'm going to be my own thing. And it, it, it's back. It's back! And better than ever. As uh, the walls start to, to close up top, they become encircled uh, by river devil spawn. Uh, this isn't where they actually are. I placed their pods before you so I was right. put up a wall, but yes. I, uh, 
Water! Not only forming a ring around the wall, but climbing on top of it, trying to blot out the sun. And then... Why are the Rebels doing this? Because they hate us specifically. They don't like you Because they, we I, killed it twice. But they're like animals. They don't have like... I mean, it's, aren't it's they? It's a devil. I thought it was uh, just a name. You I, thought like that, say, like, well, I thought the first version of the River Devil was not actually a devil, right? Or was it always a, a devil? Right. It was just a fish. Yeah, like it was just kind of fish. Devil, but, but, then, but then in the second fight, when we almost killed like when we killed it again, it became a, like a devil, okay. right? And now it's a oh, double yeah. devil. Now it's like a... You, do you want me to go into this now or in? Let's not talk about this now. Do you want me to go into this now or in table talk once like the scene is set? That's fine. Keep going. No, yeah, it's okay. fine. Okay. So, so as the uh, its spawn begins to swarm and, and surround, uh, now that the sea extends into the forest, uh. Margaret and the many see unmistakably, no need for a check, uh, the towering figure of the final devil, a writhing mass of uh, hate and tentacles uh, just sort of slithering forward, slapping trees down. Its final form is called Final Devil? Oh yeah, Final that's a monster. Yeah. What what do you expect from the thing I helped make for thirteen true ways available now? <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, folks. Come well, on. You don't have to take my word for it. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, as it's a wet tentacle slaps, as it rises out of the, the deep flooding into the shallow flooding that uh, 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 Scarlet's efforts have, have reduced uh, its efforts too. I think the best battlefield for this is clearly the soggy, muddy remains of the physical challenge grounds. <laughs> it uh, just sort of grabs at your shield with both its great claws and starts trying to pry it in half. It's like a partially anti-devil magic shield, and partially a actually like tech, like technically advanced. Uh, so here's here's the question: magic. the stage is set there. Is that a cliffhanger ending, or are we going to uh, continue this and get to up to a point to to use the stage we've set for a little more tonight, or are we just going to? Put it away, put a button on it, and there's start a, with a initiative next time. I wouldn't mind. Like, I don't Fire want her to take the wheel and jumping on its back. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah, no. I don't actually know how to pilot things. That's fine, Martha's got your back. Just ask Martha. Uh, how do I talk Hello. to you? Margaret talks tries talking to, like, the boards of the wood. Hello? <laughs> Can you control the ship? <laughs> <laughs> no, what's the any key? <laughs> I can't. I think it's probably about this time they get a call on the orb. Yep. Mar- Margaret grabs something that she thinks looks kind of like the orb and thinks, oh, maybe it's Martha's, the, the Martha orb, but it's like uh, <laughs> it's a cappuccino machine or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think that I think that now like this is probably when the when the people on the ship would get a call from from Bella asking. Uh, Asking for like an update, so and so, yeah, probably uh, just be met with Margaret shouting, "How do I pilot this thing?" <laughs> Hello. 
Margaret! No, Why are I you piloting you. the ship? I can't hear you, you're too far away. But what about a set about a ship? Margaret, the go to the front. The orb is probably up there. Uh, uh, Alright. I go over okay. to the front. Do you this. see the chair and the, wheel, the steering wheel? Uh, I see a steering wheel. I see a okay. wheel. Okay. But this, is a, this the... moves in three dimensions. <laughs> That's true. Uh, if I just a... sort of twist the wheel like this, sort yes. of around the side, the, the ship flips upside down. Oh, goodness. Well, at least the cargo hold's gonna stay in. <laughs> That's not to say! <laughs> For now, the first time. Thing. Now if the cargo hold releases, we, like, the ship falls. <laughs> <laughs> and the cargo hold just stays upside down in midair forever. Yeah. <laughs> Bella's doing her best to try to try to walk uh, Margaret through the process of piloting the ship. And she's baffled because she realizes that Margaret's never actually even cared or tried to pilot it before. And that was probably an oversight. She probably, everyone so probably should I have switch, learned at some point. How do I switch to two-dimensional movement? I... Oh, I'm you have to, to... What does this you, lever do? I pull the lever. That uh, was it. That was the one to... Uh... Bye, cargo. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's upside down. So... The uh, two so... lever, you're suddenly in a nosedive. Oh, yeah, that, uh, that'd be a good lever. Uh, you just go vertical and shoot straight down. <laughs> Maybe the lever fires the uh, the grappling hook and it shoots into the shield, so you're seems just like, like a... flying in circles tethered to the shield. Seems like a pretty good idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what yeah, happened? A good I, heard an, I heard something really loud. How this do I, is how now do your roving sniper nest. Is there a way I can see what's happening? Everything's moving too quickly. Yes, and also no. <laughs> you can open uh, the window. You're, What's all you're, this last for? You're spinning around rapidly right now, Margaret. Uh, retract the grappling hook. Okay, I. That's the lever, right? Yeah. All right, I, I push the lever back in. Okay, the the battle van with yeah. a with a zip the wind snaps back up into the can... snaps back up into the shield and starts rotating in place. <laughs> Just on the surface of the bubble. <laughs> Alright, I think that worked. Yeah, it's... it's Bell's, like, outside, like, looking up at, and just, like, seeing through this, like, semi-transparent shield, like, fucking... Upside the battle just rotating in place rapidly. Upside and she's like, slowly, yeah, it worked. And then can slowly you, uh, slowing down until it's can just you like... Pull up the, uh, like ignition. screwing around in Gary's mod. Can you pull up the ignition crystal? Uh, which one's the ignition crystal? It's the one that's a big crystal. The, no, there's I only see, one crystal. No, I see four crystals. No, the there's other ones aren't one crystals. It's like an orb. They're, it's sort of round. Not crystals, they're gems. Okay, the orb is what you're talking me through. Okay. But the, wait, wait, I'm talking to you through an orb? Yes, the prism is. Uh, no, I don't trust this magic business at all. Like, I love okay, that so, we installed Martha just for this, and Martha is not helping. <laughs> Uh, Martha you know, does the, uh, not care. Nobody's you know asked. Like... Nobody's asked. <laughs> Martha, will you ask? land? Will you the Martha, will you shut down the battle van? <laughs> okay, I found the crystal. I pulled the crystal. <laughs> okay, it shuts was down. That Martha dying? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my god, I mean, that was Martha's life. Full version, yes? You did just kill Martha? Well, I mean, Don't the, the emergency Martha. shutdown shuts down a lot of things, including Martha. That's 
She'll be back once you plug it back in, but yes, Martha's gone now. Okay, uh, so what is the situation up there, and where is the many? Uh, the many, there were, uh, we're being attacked by a bunch of subterranean life forms. They resemble the River Devil. I'm not sure if they're the same thing, the battle band was moving very quickly. The many descended uh, to engage the, the, the River Devil's back? Bella looks I... out and sees, that's when she sees, like, all the, the huge mooks, uh, like, approaching and starting to attack the barrier, and she's like, oh, my god. These river devils are even devilier than before. Far more devilish than... And there's far more river. river. Coloratura is also like, oh my gosh, but also muscles. Huh? <laughs> it's like become a... Coloratura has many types. Yeah. And... Several of them are on display among the various denizens of Equinox. <laughs> so who else notices? is getting into some trouble? Uh, well, I mean, I'm getting on the roof and just yep. trying to... Okay, Mint. Uh, through, through the uh, trees, you can see, yes, those are indeed spawn of the river devils surrounding, and you uh, make out the the uh, spiderweb-like cracks in the shield being being punctured by the, uh, the the hairline fractures that trace their way to the tips of the claws of uh, a form of the river devil that uh, is even taller and grander and uh, mightier than the, the previous ones yet encountered. The many waves from the top of the shoulder. Ah. Also that, yes. We found it. It's here. Scarlet, get ready. Okay. Are you ready, Scarlet? What, what am I doing? Scarlet, I need you to kill this devil. Okay. This is the last one. Final devil. Alright. Kill final devil. Mission engage. How do we know it's the final devil? Could be more he said so. Afterwards. There is nothing after this devil. <laughs> this devil right, is everything in your life right now. I don't think you understand how terrifying this devil is, possibly because the battle van is currently rotated around to face the other direction. <laughs> you can only see the final devil in your rear I'm views. I'm seeing a very peaceful forest right now. It looks very nice. <laughs> it's, like, it's mildly flooded. There's a lot of rain and mist, but it's nice. Probably work on this in a little bit. I choose. I choose to believe that the final devil's name comes from the feeling that you get upon seeing the final devil, which is that this is indeed the final thing you may ever see. Yeah. Oh, I, I think that Margaret's probably looking out over the village and seeing all of their uh, winter feast decorations. It's kind of incongruous. This is turning into a bit of a Shane Black thing, and I think I'm okay with that. Okay, but I can't approve of all this decadence. But as it rotates more and more towards uh, the final devil, the the world takes on a reddish tinge. Things feel like they should be on fire, even if they're not directly. And then finally, you too get to see the final devil. They probably won't be on fire. There's a lot of water. I know, but it feels like it looks like maybe your eyes are on fire. It's hard to tell. Well, that's a possibility. The final devil. All right. Well, final devil. Mint wants me 
to kill the final devil. I am currently uh, inhabiting the ocean. Yeah, you are one with it in a sense. Hmm. Can I just relax it? Can I just make a giant fist to just smash this thing out of the ocean? That sounds like a thing to do once combat rolls around. Yeah, that seems like a thing you should totally prepare to do right now, because the uh, if you want to make a fist big enough to punch the final devil out... Can I just make like a big water yes, clone yes. of myself? <laughs> Okay, so, so every it's... session has to involve a giant thing now. Sorry, whole, whole body or just a fist? Uh, like uh, like just uh, like upper body coming out of the ocean. Like right, I don't want to be like punching the world apart. Okay, so so uh, a scarlet torso. Yeah, torso of scarlet, not like the color, because it's yes. water. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, okay, uh, as, as we, as the camera just does an extreme zoom out, we find ourselves in the middle of the ocean and, uh, like 50 miles off Omen, and, and there's a swell, there's a, there's a dome, it looks like the, the Midland Sea has a giant blister, and then as it pulls up more, it takes a familiar shape as, uh, Oh, waterfalls uh, uh, take the form of ringlets of hair, and uh, the, the whole thing is clearly the the head, shoulders, and torso of Scarlet de Flor. Yeah, I have uh, update. There's an even more horrifying monster has appeared near the River Devil. <laughs> <laughs> no one hears because Margaret shouts it into like a you know light a, fixture. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this the thing? Is this the speaker? Uh, but yeah, I'm going to. Uh, is this yeah, the right door? I am going to have my water clone just approach, start approaching the river devil and getting ready to make giant combat. Alright, me and Skylar got this one. Everyone else is the little ones. <laughs> I mean. I imagine that with the the thing uh, breaking apart the shield, at least a few of its tiny little minions have probably leaked in, and they probably just, by pure coincidence, probably worked their way around to where Nav is working to try to drain some of this water. And it's just going to be a real dramatic thing where Nav is just in, from Nav's perspective, in in the smog and fog and mud, just an endless black expanse of mud and water that he's really trying to get rid of because it's real unpleasant. Like, Nav is just one dark shape amid blackness, and then all these other much, much bigger, much, much more muscular shapes start rising out of the mud around him as well, and surrounding him. So that's going to be the cool spot I'm going to put myself Okay. In. Nav is uh, going one on several against Spawn of the River Devil. Luckily, I was working near Cactus, though. Cactus has muscles as well. I don't, yes. I don't. I'm not going to stand up cactus for the night. I'm not. Yeah. So. So yeah, we, we see a, a lumbering titan made of the sea, shaped like scarlet. We we see uh, Nav and Cactus back to back flexing uh, as the camera spins around them uh, as they get slowly surrounded. Uh, well, can I? 
uh, Beowulf is out there, so I'll, I'll put him in there, too. Yeah. Back to back to back to back to back. The s- Some burly friends. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the ripping friends. Not the name of our next podcast. Uh, okay, we've got a finisher waiting in the wings. Does anyone else have anything to volunteer? Uh, well, we should have Algernon and Manuel and the other militia, like, gearing up and also trudging out into the... Uh, I feel like Margaret should probably go into a place where she can actually fight rather than say... <laughs> just just yelling into the into the fast food. We're off. better for our archer than literally on top I, of it all. On a spinning so, I mean, sniper platform. She might try to activate the ship's weapons and end up destroying the whole forest. No, no, no. What I think happens is Margaret tries to activate the ship's weapons and discovers that the control she's operating is a doorknob, and then she walks out into empty air... <laughs> And starts falling towards the devils, and she sees them below her and thinks, "Oh well, whatever." And pulls out her bow and readies to shoot them from midair. So that's actually really good. That's I'm, I'm cool with that. I like it because it starts off as sort of a Mr. Magoo thing, and then it turns into deadly assassination from the air. Yeah, as as Margaret is falling, um, the lighting gets harsher and harsher and more dramatic. <laughs> Margaret becomes much more confident the minute she's separated from technology. <laughs> I was thinking the battle van would just be a good sniper platform, but this is way better. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Wait, wait, who's gonna go get it now? You just left it <laughs> well, on top. It'll, it'll land when the bubble it's, breaks. You know, it'll it'll keep oscillating for a while until it comes to a gentle stop. <laughs> I mean, this bubble isn't holding. That's kind of the inevitable result of what's going on here. The battle van will come down when gravity effect works. It's if we're lucky. We'll so who else? Okay. We still got like six river or five river devil mooks to arrange around this battlefield of Mint. ours. What? Where is? What's Mint up to? This is what I'm doing. So, uh, right, we've got this great, great dome shield, right, that they were busting in through. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get myself, um, like still inside it, but up at the apex. I'm just going to get all the way up there. Now I'm going to start just running at them, upside down. <laughs> On the Walls. inside of the dome? Yeah, inside the dome. It's, what, I'm going to go outside the shield? Come on. That's only where dumb people go, like Margaret what? and the many. What? If I'm going to go outside the shield, then it's like, why did we even invent a shield? So, I, yeah, I'm going to run along the inside of the dome as I start just charging all of my cubes and orbs with, with energy. Okay. All of my cubes and orbs are going to be at maximum power. <laughs> my my favorite uh, soap opera, all my cubes and orbs. <laughs> <laughs> Same, but unironically. <laughs> so, my so reboot soap opera. All right, Actually, so, wait. Uh... Oh, God, no, I probably didn't have time to put that together. What? what? I want to hear it anyway. You probably did. Because <laughs> you know, you know that uh, that that Kudu yeah, that we had before, <gasps> and yeah. uh, you know though that when we were back in Blitterhagen and we had those those laser trap emitters that I also stole. Oh my god, yeah. So it turns out that if um, you know, because the Kudu just grows in whatever direction it can grow the most easily. So if you set up a, a you know an appropriate matrix of lasers near its base. You can convince it to basically just make a perfectly straight line. 
and just shoot it out. That's super incredible. fast. I would imagine you probably tinkered with that on the way on the way over. Yeah, and I've then, been kind of working on that. And then since you got here, you immediately went to the lab and, and used like the final things you some needed kinda, to put it together. Some kind of special bean cannon. Yeah, so that's I have I have my <laughs> my my kuzu cannon over yes. here. That's helping me get there faster and also not fall off while I'm. Oh my god, are you using like a grappling hook cool. or something like ziplining yeah, yourself? Yeah, actually, yeah, maybe cannon? I should be using it like a like a. Like a, like a zip grappler where I like they're over there and I just like shoot shoot this vine and I just I'm having it pull it back pull me towards them at like I don't know pick a number of miles per hour. All right, so <laughs> we uh, look pick any number I can deal. Scarlet's Ocean Titan is lumbering forward to the fight. Margaret is knocking her first arrow. Uh, the many. Uh, has ended their free fall and, and grabbed on with many, many fine uh, handheld holds to the back of the final devil. Uh, the, the, the crack uh, of the uh, uh, shield from which several spawn mooks have gone into that's being plugged by uh, Nav and his team while uh, Mint is kudzu grappling uh, at breakneck speed, at a, a unadvisedly fast speed to the action. Uh, but in the midst of all of this uh, uh, action and, and recklessness, we find Bella uh, composed uh, in repose, really, uh, with a bit of... There, there are a lot of soft pillows and down comforters, and, and there's a soothing sense of candles and, and the, the lights are very low. Not quite like that, maybe, but but still very... It, <laughs> I didn't she, make, mean to make it sound like date night. I just wanted no, it to be, no. like, really relaxing. I mean, I mean maybe, it kind of, maybe it kind of is if you read the description of this item, but, uh... <laughs> But nonetheless, she went to her she went to her office. Actually, it might even be like an underground uh, bunkery area. I'm not I'm not really sure, but it's a it's a place that's kind of out of the way and kind of away from people. She needs to you know make sure that she is safe if she were to be like vulnerable for a little while. And she figures everyone's kind of like she's helped direct everyone to their jobs and stuff. And and this is the thing that she can think of for her to contribute now. And uh, she reaches into a pouch. And she pulls out a ring that she had gotten very recently when they were in, uh, when everyone was still in Shadowport. She looks at the ring, and she's, like, thinking for a moment. And taking a deep breath, she puts the ring on and suddenly falls asleep where she is standing. And... Yeah, the, the camera goes all hazy and, and just sort of unfocuses out to black and then refocuses back in and we're in the court. Uh, a chamber of the court that we haven't seen before is the queen's bedchamber. And the queen is currently there. She's currently there. She's pouring herself uh, a glass of water. She's actually pouring two glasses. Two glasses. Because she's been expecting you. Good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs>